Welcome to How Leaders Lead. I'm David Novak, and today I'm bringing in someone from my team so we can dive deeper into the previous week's podcast episode and learn a little bit more about leadership. Now, this is a great person. I'm, I'm talking about an absolute superstar, and her name is Kula Callahan. How cool is that? Kula, how you doing? Hey, David, I'm great. This is so fun. I'm glad to be behind the mic with you today. <laughs> I'm glad you are too. Well, today is our first edition of Three More Questions, which is an episode series that we'll release on Mondays where we'll continue the conversation that we started the week before with our guest. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think so too. A lot of our listeners would actually love to hear your thoughts on some of what we talked about to our previous guests. So we're giving the people what they want, basically. It's kind of going to be like a behind-the-scenes sort of David's take on some of the questions that we asked our previous week's guest. And so I'm just going to put you in the hot seat, David. Are you ready for it? Oh, come on. Don't put me on the hot seat. It's <laughs> been a tough day. Nah, no, I'm absolutely, I, I can't wait to get into this. And we're going to start out with a discussion about the podcast I did with Ken Langone. Ken Langone is the co-founder of Home Depot. He's also the chairman of NYU Langone Health, and he's an amazing leader. Uh, I think the thing that really sets him apart is that he's a financial guru, but the way how he gets there is being focused on people. I mean, this guy is a people junkie. He has so many people that he's helped out over the years. And for me, this podcast is one I hope everybody listens to because it was one of my favorites. And Ken is my mentor. He's been my mentor for a number of years. And I just absolutely love Ken and his wife, Elaine. That episode is incredible. So if you're listening to this one and you haven't listened to last week's, you're really going to enjoy that episode. Uh, before we dive into the official three questions of the Three More Questions episode, I want to know, how did you even meet Ken Langone in the first place? Well, you know, I met Ken in 1997, and I was introduced to him by Andy Pearson. Andy Pearson was the original CEO of Yum Brands, and I was the president, chief operating officer, and we co-founded Yum Brands. And Andy knew everybody and anybody in business. And he called me up and said, hey, David, I really thought about our board. And I've got some really great people that I think we should consider putting on. And I said, well, fire away. Let me hear who these people are. And he says, well, one of them is Ken Langone. He's the co-founder of Home Depot. He knows retail. He's great in finance. And he'd be great. You know, so I was really excited about the opportunity to work with a Ken Langone and get somebody of his caliber to be on our board. And if you'd really like to know, a little bit more about our board, I'll tell you who else Andy Pearson had because it was an all-star cast. Let's hear it. Well, you won't believe this, okay? And he did this in 60 days and there's nobody who could put a board like this together in America today or in the world today. So he calls me up and says, how about Ken Lemon I say, terrific. He says, you know, how about Sidney Cole? He's, he founded uh, Cole's Department Stores. He's great at retail. I said, that sounds great. He says, how about Ron Daniel? He's the head of McKinsey Consulting Firm. I said, are you kidding me? That I mean, this guy's an all-star. Then he says, what do you think about John Weinberg? He's the head of Goldman Sachs, which at that time and still today is the number one investment banking firm in the country. And, and John Weinberg is an absolute legend. Then he said, what about Bob Holland? 
he was the CEO of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. And I love that ice cream. I thought that was great. And then he said, you know, I know this phenomenal leader, Jeanette Wagner. She's the vice chairman of Estelada. She would be absolutely terrific. And I go, wow, that is great. And he said, you know, David, you're going to run this company very shortly. And he said, you're going to need a couple of young whippersnappers who will be with you for a long time. And he says, what do you think about Massimo Ferragamo from Ferragamo Shoes? And I said, that'd be great. And he said, you know what? Uh, another guy I think would be really good and you guys will be great pals is Jamie Dimon. And we all know that Jamie Dimon is the chairman and CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase today. And so Andy put together this all-star board. And I have to tell you, from day one, Ken Langone was probably the leader of that group. <laughs> I can so see why he would be the leader. He has this larger-than-life personality, and he's Italian, and so he's just naturally a very loud person. I come from a family of Greeks, so I kind of get the loud, passionate talker side of him. But I love that. That's such a star-studded crew. Believe me, when Ken Langone walks into a room, you know it. I mean, this guy, <laughs> this guy has a presence. And you know what? We have a very special relationship. The interesting thing about Ken Langone is I bet there are 50 people that say they have a special relationship with him. You know, he, he's one of these guys that just goes 24-7, gives so much to so many people. Uh, he's just incredible. He's so impressive. I loved y'all's conversation. And that comes through even in an interview. And so I really admire the relationship that y'all have and how you kind of talk back and forth, especially on that interview. It's super, super cool. Okay, so we're going to dive into the first question of the three more questions. And it's about when you ask Ken about his first job. And I love hearing about how these super successful leaders started out because for a lot of our listeners, they're thinking, you know, I might have aspirations of being a CEO one day. Um, I want to run a big company, but I don't know what I need to do next to get there. And so it's a really interesting perspective to have hearing how these great CEOs start out in their career. So you asked Ken about his first job and he had some funny stories about it, but I'm wondering, do you have any funny stories about jobs that you had early in your career? Well, my first job, believe it or not, I, I went to journalism school at the University of Missouri. My first job was a copywriter in an advertising agency. And I wrote copy for small banks, real estate companies. It was a very tiny little agency in, in Washington, D.C., and it was really hard to get a job back then. I mean, you know, Ken talked about in our podcast about how difficult the economy is, inflation. And back then, in 1974, I mean, you had all kinds of challenges. Interest rates were high. There was the oil embargo. There had been race riots. There had been assassinations in the prior seven, eight years. You know, it was just a really challenging time. But the first job I got out of school was this uh, advertising copywriting job. And what's really kind of funny is I had the little cubbyhole back in the corner and, uh, you know, it's the office that nobody wanted, but I was happy to get any job, even though I, my original salary was $7,200 a year. No way. Yeah, it was 7200 bucks. That's wow. what it was. But I had this poster of a hamburger right behind my, my desk chair. And my wife said to me, David, that was a sign you were destined for the food service business. And I think she was right. But the interesting <laughs> thing, Kula, is that, 
you know, it was obvious Ken Langone loved what he did. I mean, he loved finance. He loved business. You know, I was lucky enough in college to really learn that I loved advertising and I loved marketing. And I just wanted to get started in it. You know, once I got started on the track of advertising and marketing, uh, you know, it's something that just ignited my passion and I just wanted to get better and better at it. And that was the key, I think, for me is that I very early on found something I loved and then just kept trying to take it to the next level. Do you have any advice for somebody maybe just out of college or just starting their career who doesn't necessarily know what they love? Like they're not super into finance or not super into marketing. Do you have any advice for someone kind of in that realm? Well, I think it's very important for people to develop a a high self-awareness as fast as they can. One of the things I always recommend to people is start out by just writing down what are your joy blockers? What are all the things that take joy away from you, things that kind of sap you, things that kind of take your energy level down or your mood down? You know, write them all down. Then write down what are all the things that give you joy? What really gets you pumped up? What really gets you excited about? What do you love learning about? And, you know, look at those joy blockers and make sure that you don't do anything that's close to what blocks your joy. And then more importantly, look at the joy builders and think about how you can go to work in an area that allow you to tap into those things that you really love. But I think you have to do a lot of reflection, a lot of inward thinking to really get to what your real passion is. And it, and it doesn't come easy. I, I, you know, I was lucky it happened to me in college. Other people, it doesn't happen for 10 years. But you know, I was an average student. I was not that good at anything. But once I found my passion, you know, my average nature, I think, accelerated. I went from being a 2.0 student that probably partied more than I studied to a 4.0 <laughs> student, you know, but it was because I found my passion. And then I always wanted to be a 4.0 leader. And that's what excited me. I love it. I think it's so helpful for people listening to this just to know that they have some tools to use to create that sense of agency over what their passion is. So I love that you shared that. It's so helpful. Well, you know, Kula, one of the things that I did recently is I just published a book called Take Charge of You, How Self-Coaching Can Transform Your Life and Career. And in that book, there are all kinds of exercises I think people can use to really get at their self-awareness and help them figure out, you know, where they ought to be spending their time and what their passion really is. It's a fantastic book too. I went through that exercise several times after reading it. I'm thankful to say that I've chosen something that is on my joy builders list to kind of invest in as my career. So it was a very helpful exercise for me and I'm sure it'll be helpful for the folks listening to this too. So grab a copy of Take Charge of You if you haven't yet. All right, we're going to go into our second question and it's this. Ken talked a lot in your podcast uh, about his relationship with Bernie and Arthur and how solid their team leadership was together. They kind of all came to the table with different skill sets. And Ken really made a point. He says it's important that we respect the skills we don't have. And I kind of think of this concept like staffing your liabilities. So if I'm really good at, let's say, marketing and advertising, but not really great at finance, and I'm trying to build a team and build a company, I need to get some people in there that are really good at numbers. Tell me about a time that you hired someone with more experience or knowledge than you had in a particular area and how that affected your leadership and your team. Well, I think that you make a really great point. You need to really hire people that can help you do the things that you might not necessarily have as strengths. Kind of reminds me of that Rocky movie, Rocky 1, 
you know, he was dating Adrian and he loved Adrian and Adrian's brother was sort of a goofball. And he looks at, looks at Rocky and says, you know, what do you see in her? And uh, Rocky said, she's got gaps. I've got gaps. We fill each other's gaps. And I think <laughs> that's what you have to do when you're building your team. I was a marketing and operations person. So I really needed people who could really help me in finance and also work on things that are very detail-oriented and make sure that we crossed our T's and dotted all our I's. So I needed a great legal counsel. And, and I had fantastic CFOs in my career, and I had a great chief legal counsel, Chris Campbell. And uh, I remember once when our food service distributor went bankrupt. Now, that's a really bad thing when you have 20,000 restaurants in the United States and, and they're delivering the food that you have to have to sell and they are going bankrupt. And I'd never really gone through any kind of bankruptcy before. And Chris came to me and said, David, I know all about bankruptcies. Uh, you know, let me take the lead on this and I'll work with Dave Dino, our CFO, and I will really manage this for you. I'll keep you in the loop. But let me take advantage of my experience in this area and we'll get through this. And gosh, Chris did a marvelous job. And I didn't know anything about bankruptcies. I needed him so bad. I learned a lot during the process. But boy, I sure am glad that I had a veteran to really get us through that tough time. All right. Question number three. Ken talks a lot about how important it is to spend time with people who are working on the front lines of your business. He even says that he believes they are more important to the success of the company than the leader is. And I know you did a lot of that when you were with Yum Brands. What are some of the most valuable things that you've learned after spending time on the front lines with the employees who are the ones engaging with customers the most? Well, you know, you can be sitting in the ivory tower or sitting in the corporate headquarters and think you really have a good idea. But until you go out and really talk to the people who are implementing on the front lines, you really don't know for sure. And many times we would have a great product that we really thought was wonderful. But then when we go out into our stores, we'd have our managers show us how difficult it was to make and that we couldn't do it in a quality fashion and keep our speed of service up. And then they would say, hey, you might want to think about doing this or that. And we could solve the problem because of their expertise. But I think if you really want to know what's going on in your business, you have to go to the people that are closest to the customers. They're interacting with the customers every single day. They know what the customers are thinking. And you can really get a real good gauge on how things are working and what isn't working by talking to people on the front line. I really believe that was one of the most important things that I did was get out there, talk to the people that were making it happen and find out what was working and, and what wasn't and how we could take our business to the next level. And we came up with all kinds of ideas and products and processes because of that frontline input. All right, David, that was the three more questions that we had to ask. How do you think it went? I thought it was kind of fun, but you know, I'm not going to be the judge. We're going to have to get some feedback from our listeners and if they like it, we'll keep it going. And, you know, I think that's the key thing, but you know, Ken Langone, is an amazing man. I, you know, I've done a lot of podcasts, but I have to tell you that one might just be my favorite because he is such a an original, such a real deal, so genuine and so smart and talented in, in everything that he does. And I love him. He's a, he's a great man, a caring man and been wonderful to my wife and I. I want to thank everybody again for tuning in to this new episode of How Leaders Lead. 
We're on a mission to make the world a better place by developing better leaders. And if you carve out a little time each and every week with us, we'll help you build the confidence you need to lead well. We'll see you on Thursday for our next conversation, which is with Jason Kelly, the co-founder and CEO of Ginkgo Bioworks. So listen in. 